Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I never want to see Nermal's goddamn face again. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it is a rare occurrence where you actually know what the hell is going on for once. <laughs> it, it, it's true. Uh, an even rarer occurrence when I more or less chose this episode in a kind of way. I bribed the weebs with this episode because I didn't want to play more Garfield card. Uh, listen to the pre-banter if you want to hear about that, that great, uh, great odyssey of mine. But, uh, yeah, so I, I bribed the weebs and told them that I, I, we would do, uh, we, we would do a, a Doki Doki episode. Yeah, and long story short, uh, it was so Rem didn't have to 100% complete the game because Platinum was just stupidly impossible. I, I did 100%, I just didn't like 101%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know... They came, he came to me begging me for this out, and I thought to myself, yeah, I've had this prepared since we started the podcast, so might as well, and it's been a long time since we've done a video game, and hey, good news, Rem, uh, the average runtime for this game is five hours at most. Oh, thank God, because I, I spent something like, well, I guess I, I can just go look, because uh, we've done one video game episode before, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, and the playtime for that was, like, 20 hours, my dude. So, like, 16 oh to 20, God. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah 20, 22 and a half hours I played of, of Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc, in what is unironically one of the worst gaming experiences I have had to this day. Uh, I'm hoping that that doesn't repeat itself here. Well, it definitely won't, because it's a vastly different experience as a whole, Rep. Uh, it, uh, there are some similarities because they are both based on, around the idea of a visual novel, uh, but this fully leans into the visual novel aspect and doesn't dip into the mystery uh, aspect, as it were. All right, and okay. it's, it doesn't have a bunch of random mini games like, ah, Thank shoot God. the right words. <laughs> Thank God. Match the pictures. Yeah, tr- no. There tr- is play Hangman little... with a word that's not actually relevant. <laughs> yeah, no, but... <laughs> Yeah, definitely not a hangman game uh, in this one, Rem. Uh, the closest thing there is is there is a, a little poetry game where you uh, you put little words in a book, and uh, depending on what words you put in the book depends on which characters like your poems. Oh, okay, okay. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah, I haven't played so, a, a ton of visual novels, but I've played at least a couple, so I, I yeah. get the formula. Yeah, basically. The general idea is you're playing a game where you're essentially reading a story and occasionally making choices that'll dictate how the story ends, essentially, and how it goes from there. All right, now uh, here's the thing, Sean. Yes. I don't know a lot about Doki Doki Literature Club, right? That's um, the idea. And But I know that in some way, because specifically there's been an emphasis on, like, no spoilers or whatever, right. which tells me, and obviously you, you, by nature of what I'm about to say, can't tell me whether I'm correct or in what ways I'm correct, that tells me that in some way, Doki Doki Literature Club has some, like, surprises up its sleeve. I, th- I think it's going to be, like, subversive in some way, but I don't know 
what that means yet. <laughs> like, it's it's like, oh, I have a surprise. And it's like, what the fuck is the surprise? And, and so I'm going to try in part one to predict the surprise or the subversion. And it could indeed be the case that just somehow it's that there's not actually a surprise. And I, this is just creation of my imagination. But I think there is. And I'm going to try and guess what it is. Okay, are you going to do that now, or did you want me to actually give you some, like, premise to what we're talking about? Give me the premise, and then I'll make a prediction. All right. Well, Rem, uh, this is Doki Doki Literature Club, and the basic premise of it is is it's a pretty straightforward uh, visual novel uh, romance game, right? Or, as folks would call it in old school, a dating sim, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You are the uh, main protagonist, and you are joining your school's literature club. Uh, And... You get to interact with the four members of this of said club, including uh, Yuri, Natsuki, Sayori, and Monica. Okay. And the basic premise of the game is pretty straightforward. You're joining this club, interacting with the, these girls, learning a little bit about these girls, and then maybe, if you're lucky, get into date and smooch one of these girls. Okay. All right. Is there anything else I should know before making a prediction? Um... Let's see. The game came out in 2017, and we, that's the version you'll be playing. They recently released a uh, updated version uh, that uh, was ported to consoles. Uh, but I figure, like, since, you know, we're trying to keep this old school and you don't want to spend money, uh, playing the original <laughs> free version from 2017 is uh, probably the Oh, you know me so well. About that. <laughs> yep. I have also heard that, and I, well, I don't know the reasons why, but people generally recommend doing the free version first, at least from yes. the people who have told me. I can't even say about it. They because the, all they've told me is play it, and that's <laughs> the yeah, really telling me about it. Hey Rem, hey Rem, this was that was my entire 2017 essentially. <laughs> all my weep friends were like, "Hey, have you played this yet? Hey, have you played this yet, dude? You gotta play this." Yeah, and I'm like, I, "I'll get around to it. I will." And I did eventually, uh, obviously, and uh, played it through a second time when preparing for the podcast. But then again, the second time I played through it, it was back in let's see, 2018. <laughs> so it's been a minute for me, but it it's a strong enough cultural touchstone in the Weebverse from recent years that I remember most everything about it. I have my notes from then still. Uh, generally speaking, it's that's basically all I can tell you. Uh, I can give you descriptions of the characters, but that's not really going to do much for you. It, it generally it's just you got four girls. You are the protagonist. You get to name yourself. It's always fun in that regards. And then you get to essentially, as you play through, make decisions that kind of push you closer to the individual girls. Because generally speaking, when you're playing a dating sim style visual novel rem, uh, pretty early on you want to try and like pick a character and try and go for them as early as possible just so that you get the best possible outcome with them. Because visual novels are a weird flowchart in a, the grand scheme of things. And some of them work on point systems, and like the more points you have with a character, the more likely you are to unlock a, a sure, positive sure. scene or an additional scene. It's a little bit of that kind of thing. And I'm only going to make you play through it once. If you want to play through it multiple times, that's up to you to see all the different Interesting. Uh, options. But I think one playthrough enough with like going at least down one character's route should probably do it for you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that but that one route will take maybe about four hours if you're quick. Okay. Up to six if you take your time. Oh, uh, hey, Sean, you you know me. I always love to take my time with you. <laughs> so I think that's basically all you need to know to get into this. Uh, just know that it's uh, beloved by a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. Yep, these, 
these characters so are very popular. Rumpa. Well, yeah. Uh, but this one, I think, is a bit more valid in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> okay, all right. Especially because so, it doesn't opinion, take, you know, In your opinion, yes. this one is a better better game overall. Well, just because it doesn't take 21 hours of your life away. Thank God. And it's a visual novel, and it doesn't tend to really be anything else. All right, well, uh, let, let's bring out my conspiracy board, all right? All right. <laughs> as far as Ooh, I see got some it, nice string on there. Oh, That's only the nice. finest. You, you cannot skimp on the conspiracy board, rule number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... There's three types of subversion, John. All right, three types that I think this could fall into. Uh, one is subversion of tone. Another is subversion of gameplay. And finally, subversion of, I guess I would categorize it as like awareness. Uh, subversion of awareness, that, that's largely your uh, undertale. It's very self-aware. Uh, it, it plays a little bit with uh, subversion of mechanics as well. Uh, and briefly with tone, but especially the awareness. It, it's just, it'll constantly surprise you. Right. Right. Uh, then we have subversion of gameplay. One I immediately think of when I think of this would be uh, inscription. Inscription, it tells you this is mm. how the game is played. And then it, it surprises you and it says, actually, this is really how the game is played. Actually, this, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and finally, we have uh, subversion of tone, which is, you know, like your, 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 your promise never lands in the world where it's like, <laughs> got him surprise uh and you thought this was going to be cute and adorable so i think that subversion of tone is almost like required uh but we'll see exactly what that could mean a, f- a few possibilities is it it could go much darker either more tragic or you could get some like creepy fucky elements it could be a case where uh you know inspired by good old anime we've covered before you think it's a dating sim, actually all zombies. Whoops. Uh, so it could go that route. For gameplay, could be like, oh, it's a dating sim, but actually it is an intense action platformer. <laughs> it's actually... <laughs> uh, and these girls have to... In order to... to get to those sweet, sweet romance moments, you have to beat Bowser. Yeah, yeah. It, or, or just like you have to bring out uh, your bazooka, right? And just rain fire down upon the alien invasion to save the waifus or or, or some so I, I hate to break it to you but there is a game that is like that but not in like a good way oh uh, shit uh if i have to make a prediction all right because th- this is just to lay out all of my options there's lots of options this could go um and i'm going to based on very little info other than people like it and general visual novel i think i i think that Oh, how intense do I want to predict? Well, you only get the one prediction, so... Because I'm torn between going, like, into really dark or just, like, darker than you thought, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Uh, so I think I'm just going to go darker than you thought, where... Here, I'm, I'm going to go a hyper-specific prediction. I think that it will be presented as look at you being so charismatic and charming winning over these women. But then it will go to show that actually you're like a freaky loner just creeping them out, maybe even a stalker. And it's been what you have read as reciprocation has not been. Uh, oh, and, so like, like it's a perspective thing. Yeah, and I think you'll like freak them out and that like at the end there will be like this really intense fucky moment. Uh, and it, it might be a different kind of fucky moment depending on which basically which girl you harassed the most under the Ooh. guise of love so that's there there were a few other top tier options but that's going to be my locked in prediction 
Um, that that's the one I will out of like the many options I could. That's what I'll say. Honestly, that's a pretty cool prediction, Rem. Like whether you're right or wrong, like gen- conceptually, that's a great fucking idea if, for a visual novel. Basically, if that's not this visual novel, it should be a visual novel. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. Uh. Well, who knows? Maybe. Hey, Rem. Maybe you and I will make a visual novel. How does that sound? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be great. Uh. It, of course, we'll do all the art. Uh. Oh all... God. All right, you do the art, and we're covered. Um, Dylan Ooh. will do the programming. Uh, can any of us do any of that? No. Will we? <laughs> Probably not, but who knows? Uh, hilariously, hilariously, I did once make a visual novel as a project for school. Holy shit, of fucking course you did, you weeby yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, look, I, I dipped into Renpy. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> look, hey, you know... They told us to use a format that was not a standard format, otherwise we wouldn't get as many points, so that's what we did. We made a fucking visual novel. Uh, was it any good? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no, it was awful. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> I might have been disowned by that friend group because of how awful it was, even though it wasn't my idea initially. Heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it, Rem. Uh, so I think without further ado, let's go straight into it. Let's go play some Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, everybody loves Papa Sean, and who can blame them? Everybody, everybody can blame them. And we are back after Remington has played through the entirety of Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, and from my understanding, you did it. At least twice. Yeah, you, you're darn right, Sean. I, I did the all 100%. Yep. Uh, unlike with <laughs> a certain other game that was mentioned previously. Good God, fuck Danganronpa. Uh, but that's well, in the I was past referring now. to Garfield Kart, but you know that works too. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I, I was keeping it weeby. I, I was keeping it weeby. You were keeping it relevant to this episode. Uh, yeah. I also maintain I did 100% Garfield Kart. Uh, but that, that lore was in mostly in the free banter, so it's fine. Um, it's fine. Uh, point being, Remington, uh, you've played through easily the most requested video game title we've gotten. Uh, one that has been requested literally since day, like, one of the podcasts and people started listening to us. We, as soon as they're like, hey, if you do video games, Doki Doki Literature Club came out last year, and you should definitely show him that because he will have quite the experience. And... That's essentially what I've had in my back pocket for this whole time. And the question is, Rem, do you think this game lived up to the hype and expectations, or is it just a little bit uh, overplayed? Well, to, to answer your question, yes. Uh, but oh, for, I see. <laughs> furthermore, uh, in part one, I knew it was going to be subversive. I made some predictions in how it was going to be subversive, what kind of way. Uh, as it turns out, all of the ways. All, all yes. of them. Every uh, way. Yes. Every way. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, guys, uh, if you've never played this before and you have, are sensitive to certain topics, maybe maybe skip this part. Maybe skip this episode. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, it, like things of uh, a dark, macabre, mental health type nature. If that ain't for you, this ain't for you. No, no, no. This this is one of the darkest things we've ever covered on the series. So uh, uh, prepare your butts for that. Hell yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see, wait, see... It's a little hard to break this down in a normal way for us, because there's a lot to talk about, but we can't do it, like, a step-by-step, because this is a, while this is a very linear game, Rev, there's a lot going on that, talking about individual 
plot hooks and contrivances is probably going to take a lot longer than you'd anticipate. Yeah, so I, I guess, let me set out the roadmap. We've already talked about generally the, the premise. Uh, our, our bland bitch protagonist joins a literature club because of their, their best friend, and, uh, and, and they all write poems to each other and dating sim, right? Yep. Uh, and I was very honest about everything. Uh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. Uh, so I figure let's delve into characters first, uh, because almost everything is very character-centric, and what better character to start with than the protagonist? Uh, oh, or, God. <laughs> as, as I ended up naming him uh, in, in the stream, Papa Sean. I... Oh, Papa Sean. <laughs> I hate with every fiber of my being that you named him that because he is the biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> uh, and that's actually where I want to start because the protagonist is like a really bad person, like a real asshole. Yeah. And at first, right, I thought, I thought Doki Doki knew. And maybe it kind of does, but it never gave me another, it never gave me a proper indication that it knew. And given how, frankly, unsubtle the rest of the narrative of Doki is, uh, I, I think that they wanted to be generic. I don't think they were going for raging asshole on the protagonist, but that is what they ended up doing. Uh, and I think they could have definitely been more mindful on that front, because unfortunately, it doesn't, add a lot and then it has like the type of whiplash thing where good old papa sean is being an asshole to everybody but then everybody is like oh you're so sweet and kind and talented papa sean which is don't get me wrong like that that fits with the genre but you're supposed to like be a little bit more aware you're supposed to like doki doki is supposed to know what what genre it's in uh i i think it was a an a strange blind spot, I would say, especially because it is exceedingly noticeable. Uh, it's, it's, don't get me wrong, Papa Sean has some redeeming qualities, uh, but good God, why are they such an asshole? And some might say, oh, the, that, that's the point. What's the point? Just that he is? It doesn't add anything to anything. And then it's like, oh, but, you know, uh, a lot of dating sim protagonists are, are really assholes if you think about it. Sure. What point are you trying to make, though? Like, I, I Doki Doki presents itself as like, oh, look, I'm a basic bitch dating sim, but not really. Where's the but not really for Papa Sean? So Do you have to keep calling him that? I, well, I have to keep calling him by his name. Sure. I, oh, God. I wish I was there at the beginning of your stream so I could have stopped this, but I wasn't. <laughs> but uh, no, nonetheless... Uh, it, it's an unfortunate thing, but not, you, you don't come here for the protagonist anyway, right? No. Uh, you come here for all the other characters. So they're the more important ones. Let's jump to them. Uh, of course we have, uh, Sayori or, uh, Sayori. I don't know. So I'll keep saying Sayori because that's how I kept saying it. Yeah, uh, it, 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 based on the way the name is spelled out, it's, uh, Sayori, Sayori. Uh, but if you want to say Sayori, go for it. I'm not going to cool. stop you. Uh, so Sayori. Uh, she, she's just a happy little cinnamon bun full of cheer and optimism, right? Uh, she's, uh, excitable, uh, pleasant, uplifting, uh, sociable, and she helps build connections with everybody around her, right? Uh, and as it turns out, she also, 
uh, unsurprisingly, as every other character does, has a crush on Papa Sean. Uh, everybody loves Papa Sean, and who can blame them? I, uh, everybody. Everybody <laughs> can blame them. Everybody <laughs> yeah. can. Sarah's so, so in the category of, like, most jarring when it comes to interacting with Papa Sean, because she, she'll be like, oh my god, you, you're always so sweet and sensitive and take care of me. And then... Papa Sean to like barge in to be like, yo, dumbass, where the fuck are you? What you you've been uh the 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 twist with Sayori is that she has depression. And uh Papa Sean is like, What? What's depression? That's crazy. But but you smile, you're extroverted. How does that work? Like, it's <laughs> I'm not really believing that Papa Sean is this sweet, caring, observant character, alright? <laughs> I I have to believe he was written to be a a, a thriving asshole. There, there's two possibilities, right? Yeah. One, he wasn't intended to, to be a huge asshole, and they just fucked up, and he is. Or two, they did mean him to be a big asshole for no reason, or at least no good reason. Uh, which is, I guess, slightly better. Like, all right, you succeeded in your goal. I just don't know what it's doing there. Uh. But Sayori, uh, she suffers with uh, depression. Basically, every character has, like, this little dark thing about them, right? Uh, Sayori's is that uh, she has, has depression. And uh, we'll, we'll get into the depictions of mental health in just a bit. Right now, we're just going through the characters. Uh, with Sayori, uh, super pleasant, really enjoyable. It also indicates that, like, while she's ditzy klutz, she actually is, like, a bit more aware um, and uh, aware of, like, what she's doing, how she's presenting herself. She's smarter than she appears. Uh, she's, she's definitely aware of the image she puts on. Uh, and I, I think she's a pleasant character, an enjoyable character, definitely one uh, that you get emotionally close to in the game. Then we have uh, Yuri. Unfortunately, if you yes. think about it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you, you, you can put together, uh, as a spoiler tag, you can put together some of the links we made uh, here in that web. Uh, our second character we'll talk about is Yuri. Uh, Yuri, uh, by by the vote from my Twitch chat, is who I ended up going all in on first. And uh, Yuri is uh, shy, quiet, but she has her passions, has her quirks. And if you get her talking about those, then she'll really open up. Uh, she also, I, she has a history of self-harm, I think. Now, I say I think because the game is a little bit loose about that kind of thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure she does, uh, but this could be, it could be a manipulative addition. I'm not 100%. Um, but then, also, she's vaguely obsessive, I guess. Um, she's got some yandere tendencies, as it were. Well, but, like, not really, though. Yeah, like, uh, some aspects, but not so much. It's, she, it's a she gets. She gets passionate about stuff, which will be, then be twisted in ways we'll explain into being a yandere. Uh, uh, don't worry, it'll all make sense on why I am not 100% sure on some things on whether or not they are, like, canonical, I suppose. Uh, then we get to, uh, Natsuki. Uh, Natsuki, uh, she's short, uh, into all sorts of cute things, but also... Uh, arrogant, she wants to, uh, assert herself, the, the, the bossy, cute, short girl, right? Uh, her dark thing is that she's a weeb, and, uh, and clearly that's the worst of them all. So, uh, obviously I couldn't choose her. 
No reaction to that? Come on, Sean, I'm dissing your whole livelihood. You know, I, look, Rem, I, just because, uh, I happen to be very, like, deep into the, you know, anime and manga sphere does not mean that every character who also is that deep is one that I resonate with. <laughs> Let's just put it to you that way. Ah, uh, Sean, I've, I have seen your, not one, not two, but three Natsuki posters hanging in your room right now. I have zero, thank you very much. <laughs> ah, of course, wink wink. To set the uh, record straight, uh, Yuri was my first choice too, back when I played it back in the day. Sure, uh, wink and wink. And I got, I got really attached to her, and oh boy, did that hurt. Um, <laughs> uh, Natsuki's actual dark thing is that she has an overbearing father um, that might be abusive? Unclear. Once again, we'll explain. <laughs> Uh, and finally, we have uh, Monica. Monica is is just perfect in every way she could possibly be. She's the president of the club. Uh, she plays piano, uh, and 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 that's that's about it. You might be saying, "Oh, that seems a little bit simplistic." Ah, but it's because she is not actually she's not one of the romanceable options, and it's because the one of the the big twists uh, is that Monica is, is aware she's in the game. She knows she. She has achieved sentience, right? So uh, while, while all the others are just characters in the game, Monica is is staring right at you into your goddamn soul. And uh, and she starts fucking with shit. So I, I let, let it be known right now that uh, there's, there's lots of cool twists and turns in this story, right? Um, I guess I've revealed one twist uh, it, that Monica's aware. That's like the, the big, t the big thing. Um, yeah, uh, I would say it's the big thing that uh, points to the full direction of the story rather than the first big twist, which uh, is the dark themes. Yes. And here's the thing. And I'm going to need to like go over this with you, Sean, because obviously I only have my own experience. Okay. Um, I am going to lean towards that I'm not some kind of super genius uh, because I don't think I am. But. And and the the vods are uh, available on on my my Twitch channel. They're available as highlights. Um, very very early on. Um, I I pieced together a roadmap of what was going to happen in the game with extreme accuracy. Um, I was I was on not just like the right track, but like I was right there for almost my entire playing experience. Um, I have to wonder, cause, but then I also, uh, because I finished and hundred percent the game, I, I felt comfortable, like seeing other people's thoughts, right? A lot of people, a lot of people, including like those who had vaguely heard about this before were bewildered, were astonished. Um, why? It's neat. <laughs> like I, it does neat stuff, right? I agree with that. I wasn't surprised by anything that happened. I would, I don't, I could be wrong here. Maybe my experience is weird. And that, that's what I, if it is, then I need you to ground me. I feel like Doki Doki isn't the most subtle game in the broad strokes. Uh, nowadays, definitely not. Uh, but Rem, you have to remember that back when this first came out, it was kind of, a, the idea of making super meta games at the time was being explored, sure, but not to such a broad scope and such a a wide audience. Okay, hold on a moment. 
You, pretty... Doki Doki released in 2017, right? Yeah. Undertale was 2015, and uh, even Undertale was that wasn't 2015. Yeah, and even then, Undertale wasn't was by far of the, uh, the first, but it helped like shove that shit open uh, in in popular gaming consciousness, especially for indie developers. Uh, it, it, it helped uh, spearhead that even further into awareness and consciousness. So I'm I'm gonna disagree with that point quite heartily. In the context of a visual novel, then. Oh, I don't, I don't know if that counts, especially because, uh, like, it, Doki Doki is and has always worn its subversion on its sleeve. Uh, it, it opens up being like, hey, it's a pretty fucked up game, right? Uh, on the Steam page, you'll, you'll see it, like, acclaimed of, uh, as being a psychological horror experience, etc. Like, it's, I, I, and then even further, with when we get to the actual content of the game, right? So often, I'd be like, oh, okay, so I think this is what it's going to do, right? And then uh, it would it would give, like, one subtle clue, and then it'd be like, hey, so, uh, man, that subtle clue, though, that seems interesting, huh? And I'm like, well, yeah, I, and I think it means this, and it's like, man, what if it meant something else? And I'm like, no, I'm, I, I feel like I understand what you're putting down. And it's like, what if it meant something like, I don't know, this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, there were multiple moments where I, I felt like Doki Doki was insecure in its level of subtlety, which, once again, was not much. And so it felt the need to over-explain so that people could go back and be like, oh, man, it was really obvious, wasn't it? <laughs> like, it, I don't think I'm crazy for thinking that. Like, I don't think I'm just some big brain maniac who saw through the Matrix. I feel like, I feel like it's pretty apparent i mean yeah it is but for a lot of people playing it they weren't as actively looking at they weren't actively reading as uh we were constantly told in high school <laughs> like because when i played it myself i have played loads of uh vns in my time and i just kind of let the experience go through me and then after I finish one playthrough, then that's when I go back and reanalyze things. Uh, so, you know, I'll wear my heart on my sleeve. I was uh, surprised by things because I wasn't actively... I was just letting the whole thing happen to me. Yeah, okay. So I, I guess I will, I will label my playing experience as somewhat abnormal then. Yes. Um, and that's I'll also the best way to not get us attacked. <laughs> <laughs> just try to find a middle ground. Um, so, uh, going through the different characters, right, uh, all of them pretty straightforward, and I'm not even going to necessarily agree, uh, disagree with that. I think all of them are not the most fleshed out uh, or the most unique or interesting. All of them are based in tropes and do very little to subvert that terribly. Um, I, I think, but that being said, I still think they're interesting characters, and there's one specific reason for that, Sean. Okay. Um, is it the dialogue? Not really. The dialogue was pretty decent all the way through. Sometimes it was quite good. Other times it, it was bland and meaningless. Uh, it had its ups and downs. It was inconsistent, I would say, uh, the overall writing of the, uh, of, of the game. Uh, passable. Good. Fine. Um, it works. Uh, but definitely ha has its less good moments. Uh, no, the reason why I, I think the characters are basically saved from being one-dimensional stereotypes uh, the goddamn poems. Oh, there it is. Oh, baby. 
the the subversive part of this game, the thing that, or at least maybe not the subversive, but the thing that makes this game more interesting, and the reason that I'm going to remember this game, it's not going to be the twists about mental health or meta narratives, right? Um, no, it's gonna be the poems because I, first of all, I'm a big fan of literature, big fan of poems, love that shit. Second of all, uh, I have long maintained that doing stuff like this, while it's a lot of effort, is also a fascinating and amazing way to provide insight into a character, all right? Uh, Natsuki, she's, she's a pretty bland bitch tsundere, and if you just look at her dialogue, that's, that's all she is. Unfortunately, she's a shitty character just looking at dialogue only. But bring her poems into the mix, and all of a sudden, she becomes one of my favorite tsundere's we've ever seen. Uh, it, it's fantastic, it's delightful. Uh, now there's definitely, like, a, a bit of a divorce between these concepts. There's, it, it, one can argue, does that mean she deserves to be one of the better Sundarays? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, to be provided insight into characters, and I'll say it, the poems, with a couple exceptions, are pretty solid. They're, they're not going to be, uh, the single best you've ever seen. All of them have unique perspectives. They seem like they are written by the characters who different have different styles, tones, uh, and different Even things. handwriting. Different handwriting. Uh, different things they talk about, right? Uh, and so it helps you explore the inner world of the character so much more, and in a very effective way, because by the nature of reading poetry, it asks you to read into these poems and thus read into these characters, right? So, uh, instead of the dialogue, which is, okay, that's what they do, I know how to interpret that, with the poems, you're like, okay, so now everybody's going to interpret these characters a little bit differently, depending on how they interpreted the poems, right? Uh, I can disagree about some of the, like, order of operations on the poems. For example, uh, I do enjoy Natsuki's poetry, with the exception that became an ongoing meme of her first one, which if, if could it I do the first poem? <laughs> yeah, could could I do a little dramatic reading uh, for you, Sean? Uh, uh, do you have it in front of you right now? I mean, I I have it stapled to my forehead at all times. <laughs> uh, truly, by all means, by all means. Uh, I'll keep even mind... lower the lights for you. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Uh, nice, nice mood lighting. Uh, keep in mind, uh, this is uh, this bottom of the barrel stuff. All right, this bottom of the barrel stuff. Just keep that in mind. I am not presenting their best. Uh, this is called Eagles Can Fly. <laughs> Monkeys can climb. Crickets can leap. Horses can race. Owls can seek. Cheetahs can run. Eagles can fly. People can try. But that's about it. <laughs> oh, every fucking time. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so here, here's the thing, right? Natsuki's poems are solid. In fact, one of her poems, specifically the the one about uh, her her beach poem, uh, is one of my favorite poems of the entire game. Uh, that one is pretty mediocre and bad, not because it's like simply written. I think simple language can go a long way. Uh, just because it's kind of bland and cliche and not very interesting. Uh, it has the message of like, look at all these uh talents that are everywhere else. Meanwhile, all I can do is try. Uh, okay, sure. Um. I don't know. It it's not interesting in method, execution, wording, concept, point. Uh, and then that's exacerbated by when when you're showing off poems and talking to Natsuki on this day. Natsuki, arrogant weep that she is, 
is like, oh yes, this is the single greatest poem of all time. Yours is shit. Yours is dog shit. And, you know, that I feel like that's a bad introduction to the character. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there, bud. There, like I said, there's a reason I prioritized Yuri. Like, maybe if they had switched day one and two's poems, just so there's like a little more substance. Uh, but you're... First introduction to Natsuki is not just that, like, she's arrogant, which should be the impression, right, that she's a little full of herself, but that she is outright delusional, a total asshole, and a terrible writer. And that's not what you're going for. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely not a good first impression. It's also unfortunate, because I think that they went a, an uninteresting way with Natsuki generally. While I said she was a better tsundere, that doesn't mean she's a good character, all right? Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and that's because, uh, the, the poem I said was my favorite of hers, and one of my favorite of the game, uh, I'll Be Your Beach, right? Uh, it is a fantastic poem that displays, uh, a, a great amount of, uh, of confidence, right? Of genuine confidence. And I vibe with that. Uh, I think it's, it's that's what's unique, frankly, in something like this to have a character who's uh, not arrogant, just very confident in their abilities. Don't make them an asshole. Just make them be like, hey, I know that I'm good, even though I'm underestimated. That's fine. Don't give them the Napoleon complex because they're short. They don't need that. That's <laughs> been done before. Make it so, yeah, they are underestimated, but they're still confident in their abilities. Uh, not because. And they can still have those insecurities, right? But they aren't so uh, necessarily pivotal, right? They're a core part, but not a flamboyant part of their character. Uh, and that would have been a super great take on uh, on Natsuki. Just, and that's something, I don't know why you don't see that more. The, like, underestimated, but still confident in your own abilities. You always see, like, underestimated, so they feel like they need to overcompensate and they go crazy with it. No, stop with the cliches. Come on, man. I mean, a character that comes to mind that does something similar is probably Reagan Arataka from Mob Psycho. Yeah, like, that. that's what it's all about, baby. That's a, a much better interpretation. And looking at this poem, they could have had a Natsuki like that. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't. So Natsuki is just kind of the... the I, not the worst character, she's the second worst character. Uh, she's fine. She's a solid fine. There's one bad character, one fine character, two good characters. And well, you'll be able to discern which is which. But that, that's enough on the characters and the poetry, right? Um, as we continue on, uh, reading everybody's poems, getting closer, of course, with, uh, with our girl Yuri on this first playthrough, uh... At one point, they announced, hey, we're, we're going to be doing a thing for the school festival. Uh, we're going to be doing a poetry reading, so prepare for that. And eventually, we see that Sayori is struggling a little bit, right? Uh, she uh, She's just like a little emotionally distant. Uh, we talked to her about it, but she's a little reluctant to say anything. Uh, earlier, she has asked us, like, hey, uh, we always walk home from school, but what if... What if Yuri asked you? And because I'm doing an all Yuri playthrough, I was like, I will throw you to the curb, bitch. And that's what Papa Sean <laughs> said, because he's an asshole and has no tact, right? Oh, uh, God. And... I am not the character. I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Sean, no one thinks that Papa Sean and Sean are the same guy. Um, no one would even yet, make that Dylan mistake. And renamed me in Discord to that. As an homage. <laughs> uh, that... I don't... 
that I feel like that's slander rather than an homage. I, 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 you know, I don't see the connections you're seeing. Uh, unless there's more stuff you want to tell me about, but no, you, Sean and Papa Sean couldn't be more different. Uh, probably. I so, hate you. <laughs> so, uh, Siri's getting a little bit more distant. She, she leaves a little early that day, right? After a conversation with Monica, who at this point, there's like endless red flags going on. Uh, Monica, through her poems, has all but said, hey... I know that you, not Papa Sean, but Remington, are playing this game. I see you, motherfucker. And I, I uh, pieced together that she was trying to uh, fuck with all of the other girls and ruin any romance happening. Uh, and the day of the festival comes, right? And on, on the festival day, we arrive with all the, the supplies and decorations we made with Yuri over the weekend. Uh, but wouldn't you know it, Sayori isn't there. Uh, Sayori also confronted us over the weekend, had a bit of, like, an outburst confessing her love to us. Um, and, uh, what, what could be interpreted as, frankly, is, like, even, like, like she's, 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 she's having a breakdown. She's having a breakdown. Things ain't going well. Uh, it's generally resolved, uh, happily until the day of the festival, which, uh, hey, uh, Spoiler and trigger warning, here we go! Uh, we, we eventually decide, well, we gotta go check on her, and we walk in and see that it's Sayori on a deuce. Uh, she's off herself, uh, it, it's nice and fucked up and tragic, and the game is like, oh, N. Um, and you, you have, like, moments where, uh, uh, Papa Sean is like, oh god, I could have done something different, which let me be abundantly clear to everybody, right? Uh, that is a common, but unhealthy and almost always incorrect way of viewing the situation when that happened. Um, it's very rare that that there's something you could have done that would have magically healed the situation. We want to try and find solutions for things that have already been in the past, but as we go through those thought spirals, it's not going to be helpful. It's not going to be uh, useful. Uh, that being said, oh, Papa Sean, I'm not saying he's responsible, because even within the lore, he's not. But good God, does he not help. Even, yeah, I would say, yeah. even as he's opening the door, he's like, what's up, dumbass? You oversleep again, you incompetent bitch? Uh, and that, that's how he finds her after entering like that. So, um, it, it, look, I would tell Papa Sean, hey, you're still not responsible. But I would also tell Papa Sean after a little while that like hey maybe here's like a course on like mental health that could help you be better in the future towards people facing those struggles i i would i would advise self-improvement for papa sean maybe some fucking therapy or something yeah uh, a very patient therapist <laughs> and uh let's take a note and talk about the how mental health is depicted in the game particularly through the lens of sayori uh because i think that it's Pretty well done. It hits the uh, emotional right spots without feeling too uh, exploitative in its nature. It feels authentic what Sayori is struggling with, right? The up and down nature of it, the feelings of like not knowing the source or the the purpose um, behind it. Uh, be because you're you're with depression, you're being held hostage by your brain. All right, and it. You can try to find rhyme or reason, but often that will just make you feel guiltier because 
uh, often there won't be rhyme or reason, or at least that you will feel there's not sufficient justification. And we see Sayori struggling through all of this, uh, which I think is very well done. And we go in, and it's like, okay, this fantastic, uh, a very authentic and real feeling depiction of suicide, right? Uh, and since that's like a huge twist in the narrative, it's like, okay, so this is this is what Doki Doki is about. No, not at all, actually. Um, in fact, it the suicide it it was not brought on by Sayori herself. It is just a means to an end. And it doesn't actually matter that much. It feels Jesus like it Christ. should. It <laughs> feels like it should. It's it's the emotional climax of the whole goddamn game. And yet, it's just not relevant. And and so here I am, thinking, like, what a well-done execution. It's nice to see that it's not done. Poor choice of words, Rem. Hey, uh, it, it's, it's well done. Um, uh, a nice depiction. But then, for what? And unfortunately, after playing through it all, the answer is subversive shock value. And that's, uh, that's frustrating. That's so frustrating because it's such an authentic moment that anybody who plays through it will feel viscerally and emotionally, right? That'll, that'll, that won't just tug at the heartstrings. It'll, it'll wrench them. It'll, it'll tear them apart. And so, why doesn't it matter? Why didn't they make it matter? And that baffles me. It baffles me because, yeah, it's, this isn't, this game is not about mental health. Let's, this game, as we see in the second half, it is about meta narratives and the relationship between fiction and reality and higher planes of existence, kind of. But even really, the, the plot of this game is what if a character from a dating sim became self-aware and sentient and they want reality they don't want to be stuck in the prison that is their fictional world that that's an interesting concept but notice that this big emotional moment that doesn't play a part that you can have that or you cannot have that it's just meant to be a big moment ah it's it's one of the biggest critiques i have of the game and uh it, it's here we we can even get to my overall opinion i think this is a good game Easy, right? Easily a good game. And I'm sure uh, just about most people at least would agree with you. Uh, unless you went in and you were like all in expecting just happy dating sim and that's all you wanted, then then you'll be disappointed. But everybody else will, will yeah, enjoy the game. Most people, most people weren't disappointed by that fact. Uh, people who went in with past trauma, on the other hand, who didn't know the exact nature of what the shock value was. Yeah. Was, uh, that 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 specific group of people weren't exactly thrilled. Yeah, which uh, totally fair. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so I I think it's a good game, and I think it has a lot of great moments. But I think that Doki Doki Literature Club is less than the, than the sum of its parts because while each of its moments are really cool, uh, the the second half of the game has you replay the first half, but without Sayori and things glitch out and freak out and uh. As we played, uh, Yuri, who we're still going all in on, becomes extremely excessive uh, to the point of, of self-harm and uh, going full yandere, right? Things are going unhealthy. Even Natsuki is like, you need to check up on her uh, before eventually, uh, in one of her fits of absolute mania, Yuri ends up uh, stabbing herself and killing herself. And 
uh, and and Monica reveals herself as the the main antagonist as sentient. She deletes the other characters. You have a chat with her, and you're forced to uh, delete her and delete her to end the game uh, in the actual files, which is cool. Um, a lot of cool stuff is happening, but it doesn't synergize at all with itself. You have some cool things about mental health, and they're in one box. You have this really cool stuff about meta-narratives, right? And about uh, a sentient character being trapped in a fictional prison, and that's in a separate box, and never the twain shall touch. Then you have all of these cool poems, which kind of connect to the other ones, but they're in their own box. There's a lot of neat stuff, but it it's not a cohesive experience. And that's, I, I feel like they went in being like, I have a lot of cool ideas. And boy, did they. God, did they. But they just sort of taped them together and they're still separate units. They're, they're not, they didn't blend together in one cohesive whole. And, and so all the moments in isolation, amazing. The game as a whole, good. Uh, and that feels like it shouldn't be the case, but it is. Uh, and, uh, but, and I think the, the most obvious way that that is seen is through the connection or lack thereof of the notes on mental health and the notes on uh, meta-narrative. Uh, as I mentioned, towards the end of the game, it's just us and Monica. We chat. She reveals everything that's gone on in uh, what, what I will say is way too much dialogue. Um, unfortunately, Monica, she's the main antagonist. She's also a poorly written character. Uh, <laughs> she's horribly bland. Like, you could get a sense of, like, maybe desperation or yearning or triumph or something. I, I never felt any emotion with Monica. It, like, don't get me wrong. This moment is neat. Her premise is neat. Her concept is neat. Her character? Pretty trash. Um, especially as, like, the main antagonist, like, uh, okay, uh, which is also unfortunate, but, uh, she's like, hey, I deleted the others in the files of your computer, I wonder if you could do the same thing, uh, thank, th thank goodness you didn't delete me, wink, wink, uh, they, they, once again, the game is not subtle about that at all, uh, <laughs> but, uh, in this moment, you also get some fun little uh, meta things that happened since I was recording. It was like, hey, you're recording me. I know you're recording me. I'm aware. And then it does what, in, in all due respect, is a very shitty jump scare. Um, <laughs> um, apparently, one thing that it didn't happen to me, and there were a few moments like this, right? There's a lot of cool glitches or weird Easter eggs, right? In this moment, what I've since learned is one of the iconic things that happens is Monica will call you by your actual name. Or, in actuality, whatever the name of your computer is, right? Right. Uh, and apparently, like, that is a lot of people's straight-up, like, favorite part of the game. Like, when that happens, it's like, oh, shit. That just didn't happen for me. Seriously? I don't know why. I don't understand why. But there were similar other things where uh, someone in chat would be like, hey, do this. There's a cool Easter egg. And then I would do this, and they'd be like, huh, it didn't work. And I was like, that? oh, okay. What the hell? Uh, and in a game that's all about, like, oh, weird glitches that aren't actually glitches and bugs, right? It's unfortunate to then have actual glitches and bugs. <laughs> it's like... I, I, I've genuinely never heard of that happening. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's not that complex of a code. <laughs> like, like Sean, uh, you and I uh, were once in a play called Laughingstock together, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Laughingstock, it's a, like a play within a play style, and everything goes wrong in the play within a play uh, for comedic effect. But one thing that was emphasized a lot 
if you have a show like that, right, where the mistakes are all supposed to be funny, you need basically an impeccable show because the audience needs to know that this is part of the show. They need to know, ha ha, uh, uh, the, these aren't real mistakes, so I can laugh at these. These are all deliberate. These, I, I can be impressed uh, rather than questioning and being like, oh, is that, oh no, is that what they meant to do? Right. Um, similarly, if you have a game that has all sorts of cool, interesting bugs and glitches and effects and stuff, you kind of need to design that shit real tight. Because <laughs> otherwise, if things go wrong, I'm like, oh, is this like intentionally gone wrong or not? <laughs> uh, Reb, genuinely, I've never heard of that not working for anybody before. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which was, you know, it's very unfortunate because otherwise they would have seen what uh, Dylan named my computer, which, and this is a true fact, is Mr. Thickums. Uh, <laughs> Dylan, when, when helping me with my computer, named it Mr. Thickum. Thanks, Dylan. L look, if you let Dylan work on your computer, he's going to name all your crap weird shit. Uh, thankfully, my computer had already been built by that point, so it, it just has my name. Uh, but all my hard drives, man, my hard drives are forever cursed. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a hard drive that's just straight up called the hentai drive. Uh, and... No explanation needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just where i keep all of my like my games no i That's oh i i know what games you keep in there sean no ram you don't understand. no i think i do understand no ram ram no look if I, <laughs> no i swear don't, don't click on it no that's for my games it's a joke folder don't don't click on it though <laughs> it's not a folder it's a whole hard drive ram <laughs> <laughs> oh man and my second you hard drive is enough. the dojin hard drive <laughs> <laughs> uh I, i'm also like don't get me wrong interacting with the files a fun neat idea uh and the the game almost invites you to like fuck around even more with that right yeah uh there's one or two easter eggs one of which just once again did not work for me uh, that you can, My guy. I know <laughs> that you can get with messing with the the files. Uh, but there's it's surprisingly limited. Like I, when I learned that, I thought I just opened a door to a whole new world. Right? I was like, oh shit! I wonder what happens if you delete this character or that character, or if you do this at this time. Right? Um, which I I feel like is a natural response. I don't think I'm the only one who is like, oh shit! You've given me the keys to the kingdom. How can I fuck shit up in interesting ways? What what playground have you made for me? Right? Uh, and the answer, unfortunately, is is not much. One thing we did like immediately was try to clone Monica. Um, <laughs> that did nothing. It did nothing, and we were disappointed and sad. Uh, and a lot of those things will just have a completely zero uh reaction or anything. Once again, I think there are only two Easter eggs that are relevant to it. Uh, which th there could have been so much more. So I, I was a little bit disappointed in that. Not a huge thing, but it's like, if you show me like, hey, here's this. It's like introducing a game mechanic, right? Especially uh, being like at the very end of the game being like, hey, here's a game mechanic you could have been using the whole time. And you're like, holy shit. Holy shit. I could have done that at any point. And then it's like, yeah, but not really, though. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, so a little bit of disappointment, but not you. Yeah, I I'm just amazed that it broke so hard for you, man. <laughs> And once again, uh, the actual gameplay, it seemed pretty steady throughout. It's just a few bits and pieces that, for some reason, decided they didn't want to work. And I don't know why. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, but it also does bring uh, up the point why I didn't have you play the updated version. 
which theoretically probably got rid of these bugs that I didn't know existed. Uh, and Rem, that's because uh, the updated version was also built for cons- uh, consoles. <laughs> so the f- the framing of the game is a uh, in-game digital desktop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which, less interesting. Exactly, exactly. Which is... You know. I understand why they would need to make the fix. Uh, it's also... Uh, it's the kind of thing you do, like, uh, DDLC+, Plus. it doesn't have any extra gameplay. It has extra scenes. Um, and I think is a little bit pricey for that content. Uh, considering Doki Doki like, standard is completely free. Uh, a lot of my criticisms, like, a lot of people are gonna be like, how dare you critique a free game? Like, I'm just, I'm just reviewing it as media, right? Uh, the fact that it's free means, like, oh, it's easily worth it. Uh, how could it not be? Uh, Doki Doki, uh, Literature Club Plus, I don't know, man. The only reason I'd be interested in looking at that is to read the poems in there. Um. You can find those online. Exactly. So... (laughs) I, I don't think there's a need for uh, an added experience. Uh, but that was my first playthrough of the game, right? Uh, I I went above and beyond, Sean. What can I say? I'm I'm a star student. I I, I want to please the teacher. Boy, oh boy, Sean, will you be pleased? Uh, don't we regularly criticize uh, people depicting teacher-student relationships? <laughs> don't worry about it, Sean. Okay, cool. So it's fine when you do it. That's all right. <laughs> uh, we criticize those power dynamics, but I think we can all agree that between you and me, even if you're the teacher, the power dynamics are very much uh, in the other direction. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the second playthrough, uh, basically there's a secret ending that you get if you uh, save and load back and get everybody's path in Act 1, right? Um, which, which, all right, cool. Um, a little bit, a little bit much, because there will be, like, some minor differences, but unfortunately, as I learned, uh, a lot of the decisions that I felt were important were not at all. Uh, they, they do a good job on the first playthrough of making it feel like it's tailored to your experience, and in the second playthrough, I learned, not really. Um, there's some minor changes. The biggest things are, like, the one-on-one scenes with uh specific girls uh but almost everything else is the same including i was excited uh i was like oh okay so in the second half of the game right your only options are to go either natsuki or yuri because obviously sayori is gone um and i was like oh i wonder if i go natsuki how she's gonna go crazy no it's still just yuri who goes crazy actually um i was also like okay if i go the sayori path like how does that change uh, because obviously the, the major moment right there, right, is with Sayori halfway through. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter. Nothing is really different. Uh, the second playthrough, I, I would straight up say I don't recommend a second playthrough. Um, <laughs> I don't think, like, if you want a time waster, sure. Uh, but if you really want, look up the secret ending at the end. If you really want to see, uh like some of the other characters bonus scenes then you can also look that up uh i think it's a little tedious uh something else that i just straight up have not brought up this whole time is how you get close to the girls because occasionally your choices will kind of matter ish but not really uh mostly the way you get close to girls is by writing them poetry uh which is a cool idea cool idea i like it execution not good um (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a poetry minigame where it's every girl will have different words. You select them. And I was so hyped for a fucking sad lips to be shat out at the end. No, it, it doesn't. So all, all the words matter are who has what words, which are pretty straightforward and you'll learn close enough. You might get confused on some, but like, it doesn't really matter. You don't need 100%, uh, which means that unless you're like me and basically pretending to write poems, uh, and we also, uh, in chat, we had chat GPT create a few of the poems uh, for Papa Sean, which was fun. Uh, but unless you're doing something like that, which the game doesn't need you to or ask you to, um, it's just kind of a really boring minigame with the tiniest amount of flavor on top, uh, which ain't great. Now, I, I understand that I have made a lot of complaints at this stage about Doki Doki. Oh, yeah, no. The, the purists are pissed at you right now, bud. <laughs> and I, I think even a lot of people who watched me stream will be surprised because I was very favorable on the streams. Because, honestly, I'm still favorable about the game as a whole. I think that quality-wise, it has a lot, of, a lot of peaks and valleys. It's inconsistent. I think that the biggest negative for me is that it's not a cohesive whole, and especially that this big emotional climactic moment just isn't like the most important um but it still does a lot of interesting stuff uh the most interesting once again for me is straight up the poetry which i think is the shining light of this game uh i i think that the twists and turns are interesting and fun and the fact that this game is free i would recommend people check it out if it seems interesting go for it uh it's a unique and, and fun experience i think i would rate it somewhere between like uh 6 to a 6.5 with a little star that says, but seriously, check it out. <laughs> it's worth checking out more than what I would say its quality is. But maybe download the Itch.io version because maybe that will work better? Question mark? So <laughs> yeah, very strange. Maybe, maybe there's some conflict like with the Steam aspect, even though, because I played it on uh, the original like direct uh, download version and I never had that issue, so I, yeah, who knows? Maybe there's some Steam conflict. I, that's the only thing I could possibly think of. <laughs> yeah, who, who who knows? And a lot of those things, like, I wasn't disappointed in the moment because I, I, I didn't uh, know. But then somebody would tell me, like, oh, there was a thing that was supposed to happen, and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. I'll also say they have a lot of, like, they do have some cool, subtle background stuff, but a lot of that stuff you'd be looking for on a second playthrough not enough changes on a second playthrough to, like, go with a fine-tooth comb. There was a lot of mostly skipping in the second playthrough, and I only really checked out the unique scenes. Because uh, I, I tried to be like, all right, let's see what's different. And I was like, okay, it's, it's the same. It's it, Oh, God, there's so much the same. <laughs> so there we go. That's it. That's the full thing. You want people to go play it, even though he just ruined the whole thing for them. But, you know, that's okay, buddy. It's okay. Hey, go <laughs> at least go read the poems. Or, if hey, if you want, uh, just go uh, to twitch.tv slash Remington Chase. Look at those highlights. Watch me read the poems and analyze them and have a good time. Uh, you've, got, you've got maybe one week from the time this gets uploaded because they get deleted off of Twitch by that point. No, I've saved them as highlights. Oh, as full highlights? Yep. Oh, okay. I, I've, I've saved the entire stream as highlights. So uh, they they should not go anywhere. Hopefully, <laughs> Un unless I mean, unless Twitch, Twitch is doing some very fucky things lately. It, it's true. It's Twitch. It's true. Uh, unless Twitch pulls uh pulls a doki and doesn't work properly, 
then uh, then we should be fine. Oh, God. <laughs> Rev, I cannot emphasize enough how I've never seen, like, like those meta aspects. I will say not it's function. much better than uh look look towards our last gameplay review of uh Danganronpa where there was a glitch that like I did everything but it didn't advance. So I spent 45 minutes or some shit like that going around the spooky school being like what am I missing? And the answer was nothing and then finally the event just procced. Uh that was way worse. <laughs> I would rather something not happen than something that really, really should have happened d- doesn't. And I'm left, uh, uh, and it's like relevant to the plot. And I'm like, oh dear God, oh fuck. Yeah, that probably could have been an issue with the PC port. I genuinely don't know. But you hate everything about that game, so I'm not going to spend much time defending it. God, I really thought I was going to like it. Uh, but hey, at least we have Doki Doki. Everybody else did too, but yeah, at least we have uh, Doki Doki, which I do like, despite all of my my numerous critiques and i only critique it so much because man i my critiques represent what could have been well Ren, i i am of the opinion uh not that folks care about my opinions on this <laughs> because you know um uh that even if it's not the most cohesive experience the individual components as a whole you can get enough value from them that that eh, you don't really need to condemn the whole product but which the, to you, be clear i don't you don't. People are gonna think you do, but you don't. Uh, it's. I think it's still a very memorable and key part of the online gaming visual novel community. Because I'll let me tell you this, Rem. Since Doki Doki came out, my God, have people done the quote-unquote subversive meta uh, visual novel thing to death? Like, holy cow! People will see a trend and hop the fuck on it, and my God. Uh, man, once you see the first one, it's hard to compete. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> there are some good ones out there, and if you have good, uh, similar style visual novel experiences, f- please recommend them. Uh, but as things stand, my god, most of them are horrible, so, Rem, I- I've done you a service, I've let you play best one of its kind. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. That I am currently aware of. <laughs> uh, but with that in mind, Remington, I guess that's where we call it. The games are a bit tricky, because... If I ask you if you want to do it again, it's like, uh, probably not, because, Rem, you don't replay things usually. Like, you, you're you a one-and-done kind of I guy, mean, unless it's a roguelike. Technically, I replayed Doki Doki already. Yeah, technically, but it's not like, uh, ah, oh, man, can't wait to do that again in the future, mate, relive the experience. You, you know the experience, and you're not going to ever go back to it. It's not that kind of game. Yeah. You're not going to go back and replay things for nostalgia value. Uh, you'll look up a clip or two at most if you really want that kind of thing. Maybe look up a theory video or two. Yeah. Because I, I have uh, people that constantly messaged me since uh, you started streaming that's like, hey, Sean, you should tell him about theories. You should have him watch some theories. And I'm like, I don't think he needs to watch those. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's in the category of like, hey, if if you want some fun little thought fodder, go for it. Is it vital? Yeah. Like, I, I had the conversation with a chatter uh, during my stream, uh, where I talked about how I would have liked a bit of a deeper experience, right? And they were like, oh, but there's like, there's so much, there's like an ARG, a bunch of Easter yeah, eggs. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, I like, I'm sure there's a bunch of extra bits, right? But it, it's, it's kind of, 
like, all right, I, I, I'm like, oh, it, it's a pretty, it's it's kind of a small steak. And you're like, but look at all the garnish. There's so much, there's garnish under your plate that you haven't even seen. And I'm like, okay, but I, I, I don't, I don't think that's like the core experience. I don't think that that's. <laughs> it is for people who like that kind of meta stuff, but that's not, yeah, no. And uh, let me just uh, tell you this, Rem, a lot of the theory crafting stuff is pointing to the potential of a sequel. An in-universe sequel, which I, I'll be honest with you, could not care less about. <laughs> yeah, I, cause here's, here's the thing. I don't think people, I, I don't think Doki Doki became popular cause it's just such a damn good visual novel with amazing characters. Like, it, like it obviously became popular because of the cool, weird, unique, neat shit it did. Uh, so... <laughs> For it to be, like, I, I think that is a poor direction for it to go if it goes that way. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, I don't know when those theories came out, but they've been saying that shit since, like, 2019 at least. So it might never happen, you know? I think the only thing that re-sparked uh, the possibility of them making another game, and if they make another game, great! I just don't know how tying it into an ARG sequel type situation is gonna go. Probably not well. Uh, FNAF exists, oh, and that caused there's so many problems in the game indie gaming sphere. Uh, we won't talk about that because last thing I need is a bunch of young folk being upset at me for my opinions on FNAF games. Uh, if you can call them that. At any rate, uh, I guess the final question I have to ask you, Rem, is uh, you know what? You excited to play more games with me in the future? <laughs> Uh, I, I am, Sean. Hey, anybody wants to check it out, twitch.tv slash animaticontacts or slash uh, Remington Chase, uh, where, where you yep. see us gaming all the time. Boy, oh boy, we're, we're, we're the best gamers. We're the single best gamers. We're the most consistent streamers ever. <laughs> Definitely not incredibly sporadic and not stream for long spans of time because our brains are broken. Uh, I, I, that's definitely not what happens. Theoretically, I should be more consistent, but also I've said that before, so we'll see. Yeah, no, I need to be more consistent, and I don't know, Rem, maybe, maybe I just need to have motivation, like threat of punishment if I don't stream regularly. Oh, baby! Uh, I, oh, if Papa Sean wants to be punished... <laughs> no, do not call me that! I'm oh, sorry, I, it must have been a Freudian slip. Mmm, Christ almighty. So I guess with that in mind... Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy Rem going deep down through the dark paths of the visual novel sphere, then please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever. We do read every single one, and we they do mean the world to us. And I, I will say, Rem, recently we've got a couple of reviews that have been, I'm not going to say random, but the text that they uh, say have been interesting, to say the least. Uh, have you seen some of our reviews recently? Oh, of course. I, I probably check the uh, reviews more often than either you or Dylan. Oh, I, ch I check them, like, we, we get notifications when we get new reviews occasionally, and I just binge uh, notifications there. Uh, like, the most recent one we got was very confusing to me. All it says is Pui Pui Molkar followed by great podcasts, some vegetables do have meat and brains, just like Stephen Hawking. And I don't know how to process that. Well, I think you just did. <laughs> uh, but that being said, you can say whatever you want in the reviews, but if you give them uh, 
If you give us a review, we'll definitely read them. A lot of people use them for recommendations. I do take those into account. But yeah, just please do. <laughs> Although I will say some of our some of our one star reviews are my favorite. Got it. I adore the one star reviews we've gotten. Also, the number of them that say Attack on Titan. Uh, it would not surprise our lovely listeners. It would. <laughs> our most re- our most recent one just straight up calls us cringe and says our fake laughter is just cringe. Uh, folks, hate to break it to you. <laughs> This is all real. I, I, like, man, if you guys met me in real life and... Oh, uh, we are giggly fucks. <laughs> like, like there, there's so many people out there who are just like, ah, uh, I, I, I like the characters they put on, or I like how they ham it up. Nope, not at all. Oh, my God. So, really, really, leave us a review. We love them. Uh, give us some five-star reviews to help counteract the really bad one-star reviews. It, it It's very nice of you to do so. Uh. But if that is not enough for you, you can, like we said, head on over to our Twitch channel to listen to us play games. Uh, We're going to get more regular at that, probably. And if that is still yet not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to uh, to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Rem, who are we thanking this week? And are we doing this now, or... I... What's the... What's the play here? Uh, (laughs) Ah, we can do it now, uh, and then it'll just be... Doubling up on the same ones, that's fine. Uh, fine. Alright, well, as always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who are going into our local files and deleting uh, seananremington.chr. And on that list, we have Drunk Quetzalcoatl for Animatic Context, Mascot says Miska Miska, earnestly expecting praise and reward, Zombie Stomp, Xanax, Zach Page, Yandere Neko, wondering who has the bigger sword, Remington or Kirito, Why Shown, Why Sean? Weekly haiku about Sean, special Remington edition. He can't escape. She knows. Monica just knows that he don't wear pants. Uh, uh, beautiful and fitting. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, we need a patron-only episode where uh, Rem reviews Sean's favorite hentai. Oh, God, I don't want that. Uh, I, besides, especially since I don't have a favorite. How could he ever choose? Uh, watch, <laughs> watch Eva and I'll write a poem every day for a month. Walk me home gently. Utah number one. Unhinged prax. Duma is always punching out lollies. So why does he let out, uh, let that little moocher nun bite his head, grumbles Miska with disdain. Totally God's angel. Titan CNH. This is not your grave, but you are welcome in it. The villain behind glasses wants welcome cheetah say revisit. The Susanator. That guy who changes his Patreon name every week. Turban. Tainted Venom. Spiceitis. Snakey Pie. Science Secondary, Shoujo Addict, who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. She wants to Remington on my chase till I critique with irrefutable facts and valid opinions. I I guess I'll take it? Um, Sean loves Adam Sandler claw. Uh, Sean's grandma is the OG White Swordsmeister, get well soon. Seth Senju, Sigoy Takai, that's what she said. Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Rubblobdob, Randon Williams, Rem loves the big hole. RarXD, that's I love you in Dinosaur. Professor Fox, Pacoel Musico, Other McNutt, oh no, I fucked my sister, oops. Nitsaira, Nick Harvey, Nice Legs, Daisy Dukes, Makes a Mango, doo doo doo. Uh, new from Crumbslut's Bakery, try our Prince Albert Creme Eclairs, Sean approved. Uh, Monocoma 5-3, Milf Diddler. Uh, <laughs> me thinks Rem doth protest too much about disliking lolly anime girls. Link Joe Girl, Liam Dunn, Leave Denji and Pachita out of harm's way, Sean. Landon Weatherford, Kylo, Kara Uchiha, Keegan Talbot, uh, Keaton Graff, Cassidy, Karma Chaos, Joshua DiGiorno, Jax, Janine, Jam Hands, in need of Rem's titty juice, I need the holy breast milk, seller please PM me, I know you are still out there, 
if Sean is a professional MILF hunter, does that mean that Rem is a DILF hunter as his partner? Uh, I wanted to try Rem's lemon water, but this may just be pee. Why, everybody's after my fluids. Uh, I don't, you, you have so many to offer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to sub to the anime out of context only fans, but I had to settle with the Patreon. I, Remington, will ruin Darling in the Franks for Encrypted Cryptid. I re-listened to the Angel Beats episode, and it makes me laugh how moody Sean was the whole time. I may be 21 and only just finished my first year of uni, but I have two 4.0 semesters. I'm ecstatic. Hell yeah, congrats. Uh, I made Brendan's grandma wear cat ears while I hit it. Uh, I discovered I was trans after Eggfest 2023 and have waited all year for this one. Hashtag trans rights. Hey, congratulations. Uh, Hunter Tane, Hunter Davies. Hey, don't cough in my butt. Hey, Rem, Portuguese word of the week. Uh, Gayo Minas. Uh, I fucked that up. Don't worry about it. Hey, diddle diddle. I mean, it's not like you'll ever get that right, my guy. It's true. Hey, diddle diddle. Sean stole my fiddle and now I want it back. Uh, hey, diddle diddle. Please play daddy. Please, daddy Rem, play my fiddle. All right. We just. <laughs> we one two punch right there. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh hey Cursed Wall Ouija, please say this. Da -da -da -da. Uh help, I have been huffing on the copium for a Rakugo Shinju review for five years now. Uh going down on Sean's grandma. Nomeo and Juliet is my favorite anime. Glenn Michael Dolan. Flush Gondovich. Farmer Weeb's Dark Fact of the Week. He Man Skeletor was inspired by the creator's discovery of a real body in a haunted house. Uh Fantide, F Bomb, Eric of McCorkle. Dylan Hayden, Daddy Rem, tell me a bedtime story. Creed 13, Country Fried Goth, here to remind you that you just lost the game. Cheese Monkey, Brockhart for Geodudes. Brie Loves Cheese, Bland Bitch Protagonist, Two Ounce Vodka Topped with Seltzer Water. Black Star, Big Blue Bear Boy, Awkward Lesbian Who Just Got a Hug. Amazing Muffin, uh, Elise Howard, Alpha Angel, Akisama Supremacy Chant, The Capybara from the Big Hole. Akali Wants a Demon Slayer Revisit. AJ Tunnels, if you have no cup holders, then where am I supposed to put these beans? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you see, you, you could understand all the bean jokes if you, uh, watched my Twitch channel. They, they, we have lots of beans jokes. Uh, AJ Honey, a daze, Aaron Heckland, a Haruhi a day drives the heteronormality away. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. 3.14159265358979323862 uh, 4338327950288419716 Hello Pi Man is it time? Yes, activation sequence start in three, two, uh, one, and then we we go uh one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six two six four three three eight two three seven nine five zero two eight eight four one nine seven one six nine nine three Seven five uh one zero five eight two zero nine seven four nine four four five nine dot net. Uh, those were two different names. Uh, we have lots of one two punches here. And maybe don't go to those locations. Uh, no, it's uh, not a location, just pie. Uh, oh, but there was a dot net, wasn't there? Well, oh, okay, there was a dot net, I suppose. I imagine that's just pie dot net, more or less. Uh, yeah. Well, either way, uh. Don't get your links from podcasts, folks. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sean, we finally get an explanation. Sorry, Sean, I put your name in parentheses in hopes Rem would tell patrons to repent in your voice. So, uh... Oh, I see. The whole so time... It was, it, was a, it was a script direction. Yeah, the Holy whole shit. time, we they th it seemed like they were attacking you. <laughs> yeah. It, they, they were directly attacking me the whole time. When in actuality, they just wanted you to do your awful impression Excuse of me? me? I nail it. Uh, now we go over to uh, the the Boy Wizard tier, where this week everybody will be assigned a poem to check out and read. Uh, which That is re genuinely really nice. Yeah, of course it is. 
Uh, specifically from the book Good Poems, uh, selected by Garrison Keller. Uh, let's hope he's not a bad person. Uh, probably not. Uh, it, it's a well-acclaimed po- poetry anthology, so. Hell yeah. Uh, which three of you are currently not wearing pants? Penis, 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 penis. Uh, I mean, we're, we are recording podcasts, so what can you expect? Um, you get Poem in Thanks by Thomas Lux. Vincent Calabrese, How Many Nights by Galway Kennel. The Drew is Tired, She is Eepy. You get uh, Welcome Morning by Anne Sexton. The Canadian Anime Stoner, you are going to get At Least by Raymond Carver. Roscop, you get The Big Hole by me. Uh, Roberto. By you. <laughs> you do know people are going to want you to actually write a big hole poem now. If I must, then I shall, and it will be an amazing poem. Holes can big. E- e- humans can try. Uh, all right. Uh- <laughs> I- <laughs> My God. Raccoons can balloon. Uh, Roberto with a concerto. You get Address to the Lord by John Barryman. Rare Kumiko will continue to be a sad boy until Healer Girl is reviewed. Also, Rem is Tensai. You get Oh Karma Dharma Pudding and Pie by Philip Appleman. P.L. Mare, you get The Big Hole. You get Psalm by Reed Whittemore. One Piece is the only show that makes you cry over a boat, 312. You get Psalm 121 by Michael Wigglesworth. Monogatari is everything you guys say you want in anime. This week, it is anything but boring. You get When One Has Lived a Long Time Alone by Galway Kennel. Mike Higata's Overlord Review. Uh, you get Home on the Range by Anonymous. Miguel Delion, you get What I Want Is by C.G. Hanslick. Hanslysek, something like that. Uh, Massimo Martelli, you are going to get Summer Morning by Charles Simic. Latino shows friends, shows friend clips of Rem vs. Sean. He said Sean must be a pro Garfield cart player. You get Otherwise by Jane Kenyon. L plus Ratio, you get Poem About Morning by William Meredith. Kugor, you get Living by Denise Levertov. Caden Kuzlis. You get Another Spring by Kenneth Rexroth. Hello Rex, you are going to get Morning Person by Vassar Miller. Dua, you get Routine by Arthur Gitterman. Cryptid Milf, you get The Life of a Day by Tom Hennon. Uh, Crimson Reapers, just because of the scythes, you get I've Known a Heaven Like a Tent uh, by, by Emily Dickinson. Oh, God, I love me some good Emily Dickinson. Everybody should. Uh, Carver271, you are going to get a Dilemma by David Budbill. Cameron Coates, you get Scrambled Eggs and Whiskey by Hayden Carth. Blood Cell, not the bitch boy white ones. You get uh, Instrument of Choice by Robert Phillips. Beethoven 1201, you are going to get Dostoyevsky by Charles Bukowski. Uh, Animated Z, you are going to get Worked Late on a Tuesday Night by Deborah Garrison. All Father Wishes the LGBTQ plus community Happy Pride. All gays get free pastry at Crumb Sluts 19 weeks until Bonsai. Uh, what a deal. You get Politics by WB Yee. <laughs> you know, if it fits, it fits. Uh, Adam Sandler cosplays as Judy Hopps and cuddles with the milf hunter Sean. Uh, you get uh, On the Strength of All Conviction and the Stamina of Love by Jennifer, Jennifer Michael Hecht. Uh, now, we go over to uh, our inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where Sean, as Joey Wheeler, will read a, a short poem to you. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with Reki Kawahara. Okay. Uh, short poems. I need actual lists of poems, not just the names of them, please. God, even short poems feel long in this context. Uh, I, you get, uh, that, that's the side I'm looking at. All right, man. good. Thank you very much. I, I'm way ahead of you. I'm just here uh, to help. Um, uh, you get, uh, this one that's titled, oh God, some of these don't work in, okay, stop trying to get me to subscribe to your newsletter site. Fuck off. 
All right. Uh, you get. Do I say the title and author first, or they'll just read the poem? I'll be honest. I don't give a shit. All right. So you get uh the sick rose by William Blake. Uh, oh rose, thou art sick. The invisible worm that flies in the night in the howling storm has found out thy bed of crimson joy, and his dark secret love does thy life destroy. Hey. Oh, baby. Don't know what that means. John, I'll destroy your dark secret love all night long. Uh, Thank next we gosh. got, if you killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. All right. Uh, you get, uh, I saw a man pursuing the horizon by Stephen Crane. I love my boy Stephen Crane, and I love this poem. Yeah. I saw a man pursuing the horizon. Round and round they sped. I was disturbed by this. I accosted the man. It is futile, I said. You can never. You lie, he cried, and ran on. God, I that love me poem. some Stephen Crane. That is a good poem. That's, that's the first time I've read that one. That's a good one. I would recommend all Stephen Crane poetry to everybody. God, it's so good. Uh, next up we get Hermione Pegg's Harry and Ron. Uh, you're going to get Fire and Ice by Robert Frost. Some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. But if I had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. Hell yeah. No pessimistic there, Robert, but you know. <laughs> Can you believe that Katy Perry did a cover of this poem just... <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's a real. Did, did she? No, you know it's a bad. You, you, you're hot and you're cold. That's the whole joke. Oh, it's a bad. Oh. It's a bad joke. It's a very bad joke, especially to make to me specifically. Next, we got my dear old mum. Uh, you're going to get. Uh, you know, let's go with. Sure, this I like the title, so we'll go with it. Uh, Invisible Fish by Joy Hajo. Invisible fish swim this ghost ocean, now described by ways of stand by water worn rock. Soon the fish will learn to walk. <laughs> I'm losing the accent a bit. It's fine. Don't worry Yugs. about it. Yugs! Uh, Yugs! Hey, Yugs! Uh, <clears throat> then humans will come ashore and paint dreams on the dying stone. Then later, much later, the ocean floor will be punctuated by Chevy trucks carrying the dreamer's descendants who are going to the store. That is not as happy of a, so as a poem as I was hoping it would be. Ah, but I love it. Uh, last but not least, we got second to none. Let's go with... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Sure. Th Dylan will love this sound file. Uh, you're going to get I Was Made Erect and Lone <laughs> by Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> uh, I was made erect and lone, and within me is the bone. Still my vision will be clear. Still my wife will not be drear. To the center all is near. Where I sit, there is my throne. If I age, choose to sit apart. If I age, choose to give me the start. Take the sap and leave the heart. It's a poem about me dicking Sean down. All right, Jesus thanks for tuning in. If you want to reach out for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I don't think I'm just some big brain maniac who saw through the Matrix. I feel like I'm just some big dick maniac who saw through the Matrix.
I'm not saying he's responsible, because even within <laughs> the lore, he's not. But good God, he's responsible. I have a hard drive that's just straight up called the games drive. And no explanation needed. It's just where I keep all of my hentai. That's oh, I, I know what you keep in there, Sean. 